0: Welcome to the Real Estate Guys radio program, I'm your host Robert Helms. The world has changed in a good way when it comes to real estate investors, it is a brave new world of opportunity. We're going to tell you what that means today on the Real Estate Guys radio program. Are you
1: still sitting on the sidelines trying to figure out when and where you're going to buy those investment properties? Well, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. Atlanta, Georgia is still on sale, but you better act fast because the deals are almost gone. Hey, this is Ken Corsini with Georgia Residential Partners, and I want you to know that there may not be a better investing opportunity than Atlanta right now. Listed as one of the fastest growing markets in the country, both in terms of jobs and population, Forbes predicts 26% appreciation over the next three years. At Georgia Residential Partners, we sell turnkey cash-flowing investment properties. We also sell wholesale properties at insane discounts. We're launching a new home construction product this summer as well. And if you're still nervous about stepping out into another market, I will personally partner with you on a small portfolio of homes, if that's what it takes. Don't wait any longer. Check us out at gainvesting.com or call our office at 770-924-5450.
0: Welcome to the Real Estate Guys radio program. I'm your host, Robert Helms. With me, as usual, right at my side, it is co-host, financial Shedd, Russell Gray.
2: I'm actually on your left.
0: Yeah, my left side. So your left on my side. side, side. On your right side. on your
2: left side, not left on your right
0: side. Absolutely not. And whether you're right or left doesn't matter. We're not political here. We're just real estate guys <laughs> who look at the big economic picture a lot and uh, talk about the tactical stuff as well. And we're happy you found us, whether you're a regular listener or a new listener.
2: Well, you know, it's interesting you bring up the whole left or right thing because there is a little bit of a political nuance in today's show, really is the notion that freedom will attract capital or at least free capital up to flow. So if you really think about the concept, you know, when I was in in elementary school, my my textbook for history, U.S. history, is called A Brave New World. The idea that the United States of America was formed on individual rights, private property rights, which many of us as real estate investors enjoy and exploit, right? And a lot of capital comes to the United States as a safe haven. That's happening right now.
0: And if you didn't hear the show on property rights last week, you need to go back and listen to it.
2: Exactly. So people came here with their money and their ambition because they had the freedom to own things and build businesses and have the freedom to express themselves. And it was an really a level of freedom that human beings hadn't experienced in the world prior to that. And it made the United States a great, great country. And, of course, if you've been listening to the show and some of the guests we've had, there have been a lot of concerns about the size of government and the involvement in government and the amount of regulations. And, of course, just as real estate investors, you look at how interested are you in investing in a rent control area versus a non-rent control area. If you're doing real I, est- I can answer that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, if you're doing real estate development, do you want to develop in a place where you have to deal with a lot of heavy environmental regulations or do you want to be someplace where the permitting process is a lot simpler?
0: Gosh, let me think.
2: Yeah, exactly. So if you just think about that basic concept, the the notion is that when a lot of regulation gets involved. So we had this big financial crisis, right? The mortgage markets imploded. The flow of money to market. Was disrupted, and I, you know, I was in the mortgage business at that time, and and so I really understood how money moved from Wall Street, through, you know, the mortgage-backed security channel through the mortgage banks, investment, the brokerage channel, and got to the real estate market, and it's what fueled a lot of the growth. I was happily part of that process. What I wasn't paying attention to was what was going up in the ethos, you know, in the stratosphere of the markets that ultimately unraveled all that. But one thing I did know is that when it was all over, that it was a lot harder to be in the mortgage business, and so I got out of it. And I also knew that the flow of money to market was going to be a lot more constrained, that there wasn't going to be as much velocity of money moving, and that certainly had an impact, a deleveraging effect that created an unprecedented drop in real estate prices. And there was all kinds of legislation going on trying to fix things and get things moving, and in 2010, one of those pieces of legislation was called the JOBS Act. And buried inside the JOBS Act was some legislation that was going to be rolled out over time that was going to permit private individuals to invest more easily in private deals. And our attorney friend, Mauricio Raul came to us and said, hey, this is a big deal. And we did a whole show on it. He wrote a paper on it that's in our special report page. And we have been watching this slowly develop, and I emphasize slowly develop, over the last four years. Well, last year, a big event happened, and that big event was now the rules that were restricting private investors, guys that had deals out there that they wanted to syndicate. And we spent a lot of time teaching people how to syndicate. When they wanted to go to the marketplace, they used to have very strict rules about pre-existing relationships. It was hard for them to really pitch their deals to investors. It's not perfect yet, but it's better. And as of September 23rd last year, it got better. And so now we are looking at a situation where entrepreneurs, in light of the new regulations, are beginning to find better ways to get deals and capital together. And we think that that's going to create a lot of velocity in the real estate space in the coming years, and it's something we all want to be a part of.
0: And before we're done today, we'll have Mauricio on the program to uh, bring us up to speed with what's happened there. But you know, I think even a bigger picture than that and the way you started about uh, the the freedom that was created with America and people's opinion about where that has, has gone is the fact as as any investor, you have a choice of where you put your capital. And the decision you make is based on all kinds of things that are personal to you, and then tempered with, all the things that are happening in the marketplace. So I have a certain amount of risk tolerance, I have a certain amount of capital I wanna deploy, I have a strategy about how diverse I wanna be or how focused I wanna be, and then look at where are the available places I can put money. As real estate investors, we're looking first and foremost at real estate opportunities, all kinds of different ones, and different listeners have different ideas about investing, but we also have to keep in mind the big economic picture, and this is a big shift, but I think even before we talk about that, the possibilities in real estate are infinite. The right. ways that you can invest in real estate, not just in the U.S., but in the entire world, and with listeners in more than 180 countries, it's critical to understand that there is no shortage of ways to invest in real property.
2: Yeah, I think about this. Let's say you're going to invest in gold, and we could have a debate whether or not gold is an investment. I don't consider it an investment, but I'm just using it to make the example. If you were to go out and you were to say, okay... You know, there's say there's uh, I don't know billion ounces of gold in the air. I don't know how much gold there is in the world. Let's say there's a billion ounces of gold. Pretty much every ounce of gold is the same as every other ounce of gold. Yeah, I think. Right? That's it. You just basically weigh it. If it's got you know, it's basically purity and weight, and that's it. Right? And then otherwise, it's who stamped their name on it or whatever. Right? Or how big a how big a coin or an ingot or whatever it is. Okay. But think about real estate. Every single parcel, even just the land in terms of the shape, the soil, the minerals, the air rights, I mean, and then you add to that... The structure, the condition of the structure, the use of the structure and the value of the structure to the particular marketplace that it's in, because the people who are going to use it, live in it, work in it are local, not macro. It is such a different dynamic. You can never ever look at real estate and go, Oh, that's an asset class. It's not. Right. There's so, and, and that's just the nuances of just the actual physical structure of real estate. And then you go on to think about the way you can put the deals together and partnerships and, and the financing structures. It just goes on and on and on about how many different ways you can do a real estate deal to create a different kind of financial result.
0: And in the coming weeks, we'll be talking about lots of different ways that you can invest in lots of different vehicles, but really two primary categories hands-on, hands-off. I can be the person that goes out and buys the house and maybe I rehab the house or fix the house or maybe I bought it in perfect condition. I find a tenant or hire a property manager to find a tenant. I have long-term production of income. At some point, I do something with the property. It's very hands-on. I might have it in my name. We might suggest an LLC, but there's ways that I can control that. I might even own it in my retirement account, but it's a a kind of a hands-on deal. Then there are the hands-off deals. Investing in something like a public stock that owns real estate, a right. housing company that builds houses, a real estate investment trust, really, really sterile stocks. A and gold mine. A gold a mine. A farming right? operation. Absolutely. Or a fund, a fund that goes out and invests in a particular neighborhood, a particular type of real estate, a particular demographic. And so in those two categories, the new world of possibility is the hands-off. There's a lot more available to people today, but the first thing you have to do is get in touch with who you are as an investor. Why are you attracted to real estate, and what do you want it to do for you? A lot of people we meet, right? A few weeks back, we did our syndication event, which is awesome. We're doing it again in the first of the year, so come check it out in in Q1 uh, 2015, but a lot of real estate entrepreneurs in the room one of the neatest things about this event is almost everyone who comes already owns real estate some substantial real estate ownership so they're investors and they're hands-on and people like that think in terms of the hands-on part of real estate but there are a whole bunch of people that don't want to deal with tenants and toilets and termites.
2: So I, I would almost make the argument that it's not really hands-on investor and hands-off investor. You've got a hands-on operator who's running a real estate business, and that's more of an entrepreneur. And then you've got somebody who is an investor who is funding a real estate operator who's an entrepreneur, either as a debt partner or an equity partner. You see, I'm either loaning you the money or I have an equity stake in the business, the LLC that holds the company, or maybe even direct like a tenant in Common interest in the property or a pool of properties. However it's organized, it doesn't matter. Either I'm going to be a guy that's involved in the day-to-day operations or I'm not. Now, there's a hybrid, which is the guy that says, okay, I'm going to you know, buy the property, pick it out, do all that stuff. And then I'm going to turn it over to a property manager. And at that point, I'm just going to manage the manager. So I am a little bit more hands-on. I am kind of running my portfolio, but I'm not in there dealing with the tenants, screening tenants, you know, plunging toilets or doing whatever.
0: Right. It is absolutely a continuum from, you know, we meet these guys who are roll up their sleeves, go out, bid the property, get it done. We're going to meet a guy like that in a couple of weeks, who is a great operator of going in, fixing up, finding opportunity, getting tenants, Getting the whole thing done right. There's that level of guys that roll up their sleeves.
2: We love those guys.
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, those are
2: the they make the money. Yeah, those are the guys that make the money. As investors, we love those guys because we can invest with them, and they make us money too.
0: Absolutely. And, and then there's people who develop a portfolio. Maybe when you get started, you you manage yourself, but pretty soon you get a lot of units. You know, life's too short for property management. You hire a great property manager; they handle it for you. But kind of the ultimate extension of that is for the people that just don't really want to get anything on them. They just want to sterilely invest. And I think there's a great group of people who are traditional investors. They're investing in stocks, mutual funds, bonds, those kind of things, who are waking up to this unlimited option of real estate investing. Well,
2: they are for sure. I mean, and, and this is what happens. A big part of what happened in the last real estate bust was that we had a very similar scenario. We had a couple of major things that happened where the printing presses got fired up and a lot of money came in, interest rates came down, and money all funneled into the stock market. The stock market blew up because that's what bubbles do. And then everybody fled into real estate. And a lot of people did it as hands-on investors. We know because we were running investor training programs back then, and the rooms were busting, at capacity. so many people coming into the business. And do you remember we started with two different kinds of mentoring clubs? We started with one that was for short-term flipper people, and we started for people who were, were more interested in buy and hold investing. And really, if we could go back and renew, name them, it would be active or passive. Yeah. It would be hands-on or hands-off. And so an interesting thing happened. At the end of the year, we polled people and we said, first of all, why did you get into the program? And the person says, well, the reason we were in the flipping club was because they wanted to flip to make down payments because they really wanted to be in the buy and hold club. Right. And I thought, well, that's interesting. But the other thing that was even more interesting is nobody in the flipping club had flipped. Right. They were in there learning, but nobody was doing because they really didn't want to do. They had all the knowledge, all the opportunity, but they weren't doing it. And it taught us a lot about the psychology. So if you can imagine all of these people who wanted to be hands-off operators, who got into hands-on positions because it was primarily the way to play in the real estate space, because Wall Street didn't have any products for them, right. that they were running away from Wall Street.
0: And the really cool private PPM deals weren't available to them. They didn't know about them.
2: No, because you couldn't get pitched them. That's the whole thing, right? You weren't allowed. You had to have, you had to really learn how to be a strategic networker to invest in private placements. And so people just went to real estate because they liked it and they understood the business model of real estate. They didn't trust Wall Street and they wanted to do it, but they had to become hands on operators and they weren't really equipped. And even if you trained them how to do it, it didn't matter. The people in the flipping club knew what to do at the end of the year, but they didn't do it because they didn't want to. And so you're not going to do what you don't want to do. You can, any business you have that you think you're going to be successful at doing something you hate doing, you're not. You're just not. And I think that the vast majority of investors out there are truly investors. And what they want to do is they want to turn their money over to a property manager, an asset manager, a fund manager. I think the growth of the mutual fund business tells you that this is where people want to be. And, and the reality is, is there's a huge opportunity for entrepreneurs now to meet that need. And the big gating item was, how do I get investors to invest in my deal if I can't, if they're not public securities, if I can't advertise them? Well, that's the thing that's begin to change now. And it's not completely fixed, but it's coming. And if you can see what's coming and you can begin to get ready, if you're an operator out there, there is a whole new world of opportunity coming for you to be able to track capital. And if you're an investor, there's going to be a whole new smorgasbord of deals that you've never had the opportunity to see before coming your way. That's the good news. and we come back,
0: you're going to meet attorney Mauricio Raul, who will bring us up to speed with exactly that. You're tuned to the Real Estate Guys radio program. I'm your host, Robert Helms.
3: Live nationwide, you're listening to the Real Estate Guys. Find out more at realestateguysradio.com.
0: Are you achieving everything you want in life? What if there was a time-tested way to ensure that 2015 is your best year yet? The most successful people in life set goals and keep themselves accountable. But how? The good news is that it's not rocket science. You too can learn the skills and unleash the motivation that will create success in your life. And now is the time. Hi, this is Robert Helms, and I'd like to personally invite you to attend Creating Your Future, the 2015 Goals Retreat, January 9th to 11th in beautiful San Diego, California. This unique weekend event has been called phenomenal, inspirational, and life-changing by the hundreds of people that have attended. Find out more at realestateguysradio.com and click on events or call 888-489-7723, extension 18. Get your life back on track, physically, spiritually, and financially. Attend the 2015 Goals Retreat on the second weekend of the new year. Click events at realestateguysradio.com. This is no dress rehearsal. Live the life you were meant to visit realestateguysradio.com or call 888-489-7723 extension 18 today
3: Hi, I'm Robert Kiyosaki, and I encourage you to listen to those wild and crazy real estate guys. They're the best. They've worked in for years, and they know what they're talking about. Welcome
0: back to the Real Estate Guys radio program. I'm your host, Robert Helms, in Chicago, Illinois. Joining us, our good friend and the attorney, Mauricio Raul. How are you, sir? I'm doing excellent, Robert. Thanks for having me again. Absolutely great event uh, this weekend here at the Secrets of Successful Syndication. It's
4: always a great event. Always great to surround yourself with great-minded people, and just an awesome, awesome event, uh, learning how to put syndications together and of course, uh, understanding a little bit of the, the new legal laws that have come out uh, since since last year.
0: Well, and this is important. We've talked about it on the radio before, but, but really it is a whole new world of possibility for investors as well as people that want to put together syndications. So let's start, I think, from the investor side. So folks out there are listening and they maybe invest in houses or apartments or something like that and they're thinking, well, what if I could invest in a private placement, uh, an opportunity, a fund, something where I can be part of a bigger deal. So uh, bring us up to speed with the, these Monumental changes and how that affects the investor out there.
4: And that's a great word, Robert. Monumental, because really, uh, as of the end of last year, uh, the world of investing has really opened up uh, in a in a huge way. I mean, if you're an investor now and a investor, you've got access to deals that you didn't have access to last year, and really, uh, it's just an exciting time for investors. It's been it's been in the in the works for many many years, and uh, it even took took the SEC almost two years to, to even implement the, 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 the word of Congress, but they finally got around to it, and uh, we're finally seeing investors taking advantage of it. Well, it's a foundational
0: change. Uh, up until now, these private, non-registered securities have always been a situation where you had to know somebody, you had to be in the circle, those types of promoters couldn't be advertising or soliciting. So it, it, it's hard, you know, we talked about Rich Dad's Guide to Investing, where Robert Kiyosaki says there are two types of investment opportunities, those available to everybody and those available to just a select few. And he was referring specifically to private placements and the select few being accredited investors, not just the fact that they're accredited, but the fact that they are invited to participate, that they have a relationship. Well, now that's changed. Now these promoters of these direct investments have the ability to go out to market differently.
4: And that's exactly right, Robert. But And what's what's happened, of course, is, is that the marketplace has developed these platforms where now investors can actually literally go to specific websites, and they're not just any websites, they're websites that have been licensed and approved by the SEC, but they can literally go into a website, scan for the type of deals they want and have access to almost an unlimited amount of investments not only here in the US, but really when you think about it, the world, which is uh, just something super exciting uh, if you're an investor. Absolutely. Now, now let's talk about from the investor side, right?
0: Typically, an investor is going to perform some due diligence. They're going to want to vet the, the person, the people behind the deal. Obviously, if it's a real estate deal, they're going to want to look at the, the actual marketplace, all those things.
4: Is that easier or more difficult with this? It's a lot easier. You, you, know, I, you still should do your own due diligence, of course. But now when you have these platforms, I mean, they have a duty to do the due diligence on the deals. They're not going to put deals on their platform that haven't been seriously vetted and they're doing their due diligence because they have to. They're required uh, under the laws. And so depending on how reputable that platform is, uh, there's a certain degree of uh, that you can rely on that type of uh, platform. But it does make life a lot easier. And, and it's, it's almost like a buffet now that's kind of opened up to, to the world of investing. You really have uh, an unlimited source of uh, potential deals now that people can bring to you.
0: Well, and I think maybe the only caution that, that I would uh, look at is because there are so many more choices, sometimes people have paralysis of analysis. If I'm shown four deals, I'm going to pick one. If I'm shown 400 deals, I might
4: do nothing. And, and that's why it's important. I mean, you guys, the real estate guys, always talk about it, having your personal investment philosophy, and that's probably more important now than ever because you're right. You're going to have so much time to choose from. That uh, you're going to have to really uh, know what you're looking for, is otherwise you're you're going to get uh, caught up in all the exciting stuff that's out there.
0: Well, and let's talk about the variety of deals because it's not just real estate. Ton of different real estate deals, and in that world, there's debt, there's equity, there's joint ventures, there's all kinds of things. But it's much bigger than real
4: estate. It's not it's not limited to real estate at all. I mean, it, you you can really it's stocks, bonds, it's uh, mining, it's you name the type of the type of investment is is irrelevant. What's opened up the world is the the idea of being able to for a promoter to to present their deals to somebody they've never met before that they don't have a pre-existing relationship with so they they now can open up their deals to the rest of the world which in turn means the rest of the world has access to these deals that they didn't have to and have access to before as an investor in many private placements myself i know
0: one of the comfort levels i have is getting a personal relationship and becoming a close to the people who are doing the deal it's really the big advantage in my mind to a private placement is that i'm closer to the deal i'm closer to the people i understand the property and go see the property. They'll make an arrangement typically for me to go on site to talk to you know the folks in the market, all of that. Now, all of a sudden, there are people competing for my attention. Love that part of it, right? I'm looking at more deals. I can see more possibility. But I think there is this implied endorsement the platforms have because legally they do have to vet the
4: deal to a certain
0: degree. But at the end of the day, as the investor, it really is up to
4: me. It is up to you. And remember, the platform is just one of many ways that these deals are getting to the investors. It's not a requirement that you have these platforms under these new rules. So, uh, you know, if I have an investment uh, that I want to share with the world, I can, I can create my marketing. I can create my webs, my own websites. I can create my whatever form of marketing that I want to do. I can now do, which I was prevented from doing before. Uh, One of those options that I have, of course, is putting it on a platform, uh, but it's not a requirement. Uh, And so you still have that Connectivity with the with the ultimate sponsor. You're not you're not dealing with a security that's you know four derivatives deep, for example, where you know it's somebody who's actually has the deal who's now securitized it, and now suddenly you're looking at it four deals deep. You're actually talking to the person who is if it's a real estate contact, they're actually the ones who are who are vetting the deals, who are getting into the acquisition of the real estate, that are managing the real estate, uh, and so it's a much more personable uh, situation uh, rather than than these other these other types of investments.
0: Well yeah, and you know, this weekend at our event we met two different groups that are putting together platforms, which was interesting. Uh, but your point is a great one. That legislation is not about a platform, although there obviously are requirements there. It's about the change in being able to go out to the world with my message. Now there are pros and cons of that. So let's switch over for a minute and talk about the other side of it. A real estate investor who, like the seventy people who are in the room this weekend, is looking to raise other people's capital, put a private placement together. Now this is open up a whole new avenue for finding
4: prospects. This is really the, the, the exciting part, especially from, from my end, because now I've got clients who really the world has become their oyster. They're no longer limited to presenting their deals to people they have relationships with or people that uh, they, they've found through other through other folks they can literally network and, and meet people they've really never met before and and make their presentations and and now for the first time it's uh, it, it's 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 legal and it's again something that's been in the works for many many years the restriction of not being able to advertise your your particular deal or, or not solicit your particular deal was really hampering, uh, hampering a lot of the, uh, the the capital raises and so this is just opening up the doors and, and it's very exciting. It's a very exciting times in the world of uh, raising capital.
0: Now, one of the things I'm seeing is that the minimum investment amount on many of these deals is a lot lower than it used to be. Now, obviously, over the two tiers, and we've talked about that on the show, but let's talk about that. Because to me, if I'm raising a million dollars for a deal, getting 10 folks who put in 100,000 is a different Reality than trying to get a thousand folks that are putting in a thousand dollars or whatever.
4: So yeah, absolutely. As a syndicator, as somebody who's putting the the money together, you, know, you have the option of, of figuring out how much you can offer your investments for. Uh, and I and some people do do a lower amount, so you you can actually put your investment at you know twenty five thousand or fifty thousand uh, dollars. The question is whether you want to do that, whether you want to be involved in, with investors at that amount, because they you know from my experience, uh, folks who invest a little bit less money tend to be a little bit uh, require a little bit more attention. In the process, because uh, typically that twenty-five thousand dollars is, is is it means a lot more to that investor then if you, you know, you get 100000 or $500,000 from an investor, they're they obviously a lot more sophisticated.
0: Absolutely. I'll tell you when I put on my other hat, having uh, raised a lot of money through syndication, that I could I could not agree more. Uh, always love to allow a person to get started in investing, and it's a great way to do that. But there are, as we talked about this weekend at the, at the event, a lot of folks choose to only deal with accredited investors. So uh, I, I think it's a decision you make as a syndicator. Let's talk about the legal side of it. So the change, the big change is the ability to solicit, but what about on the other side? It also creates some additional
4: requirements as a syndicator that weren't there before. Yeah. So the main the main two requirements from the new laws, and not to get too legalese with you, with you but uh, essentially, number one, you're limited to accredited investors. Under this new platform, if, if you're going to go out there and, and solicit and advertise and put a radio ad or do whatever it is you're going to do, you are limited to um, taking only accredited investors and For those out there who don't know, it's anybody who has over a million dollars of net worth excluding their home residence or if you make over $200,000 in the past couple of years and a reasonable expectation of uh, earning that this year. In addition though, you do have some heightened requirements of actually your due diligence in figuring out whether they are accredited investors or not. Uh, in the past, we've been able to rely on the sort of check the box um, method, which is if you make a representation to me that you're accredited, I can rely on that. That's certainly no longer the case. So now you have to take what's called reasonable steps to verify that your investors are in fact accredited. And there's a, a, a several ways to do that, but the safest way in my opinion is, is get some kind of uh, tax document, IRS document. Some something from their CPA or something that, that shows that they're accredited, uh, you can no longer just rely on the representation. And then finally, there's a couple of uh, other issues about you know bad actor provisions that are in, in, the, in the law. So if you've been uh, cited in the past for administrative issues regarding raising money and having some other issues, then you've got an obligation to disclose those. But essentially, uh, those are the big two requirements, accredited investors only and a reasonable um, uh, taking reasonable steps to verify that they are accredited.
0: Now there's also change in the other side of the equation, which is the tier where they can invest as non-accrediteds, and the minimums are small and so forth. What's the latest on that part of the list? Well, that's
4: what okay. I think most people call crowdfunding, uh, where you know you're, you are going to be opened up to the world of, of non-accredited investors and be able to advertise. Uh, that was also passed uh, at the JOBS Act uh, in April of 2012, along with this new provision. But uh, they've taken a little longer to implement that, and as of today, they haven't, they haven't implemented that yet. Uh, they've put the proposed rules out, and uh, to be honest with you, any day now. I mean any day they could come out, their comment period has ended, and the proposed rules are out there and literally any day they could come down with their with their final ruling which will now enable and that one that one by the way, Robert, is specific to platforms. So that one is limited to platforms yes. and um, and there's a whole whole bunch of laws. But yes, the your your raises are, are, are less uh, you're only limited to a million dollars in raises for, for the last 12 years, and there's some, some limitations of how much money you can take from those investors.
0: It's really the more substantial change, if you think about it, right? Because all, all we're talking about in terms of private placements is kind of the way I can go to market, and I have to do a little more due diligence. And I, I'm okay with that, right? I'm not a big fan of a lot of government regulation, but I think that a lot of the trouble people got in could have been avoided if they had taken an, an extra step. Because the, when the investor says, oh, yeah, I'm accredited, and you and you rely on that, that's one level. But. I'm okay with uh, someone who is a professional at raising money having a higher standard. But, uh, you know, you, we could debate that, but we won't. Uh, but on the other side, it's it's really exciting because someone who's not accredited or not accredited yet is now going to still have additional opportunity, arguably a lot of opportunity, you know, and, a, and neighborhood opportunity. I'm in an area and there's a, a new restaurant opening and I can be part of that. And, you know, this guy's got a new uh, comedy act and he's putting together a traveling show and I can invest in that or a band local bands putting together a CD. some of the crowdfunding things that have come up up until now where all I've gotten was, you know, a fuzzy feel-good or a ticket to the show. Now there's actually a financial incentive.
4: Yeah, from an investor perspective, it's really exciting because now, you know, because, you know, the, the, the laws that we just talked about that's enacted, you're still shut out from that process if you're not accredited. But if you're not accredited... You didn't have access to a lot of these deals. Now you are going to have access, and and similarly with, with the other provisions, you know, you can go on all of these, uh, these websites, these portals, uh, these platforms, and, again, you'll have a buffet of options, and, and you'll be actually be able to – the little guy will finally be able to participate in these big deals where, where the returns are.
0: All right. Well, obviously, this isn't something you can exhaustively explain and understand in a few minutes on the radio, but uh, you're going to be at a couple events where you're going to be explaining this to folks. The first is the New Orleans Investment Conference, which is coming up in October, and you can see all the details about that on our website at realestateguysradio.com. But that's a really interesting conference. It's the 40th year of the conference, and Alan Greenspan is the keynote speaker, uh, but lots of investors coming there. And you're going to be speaking specifically to investors to explain this whole new world of opportunity.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Because I think, you know, again, most of my clients aren't really aware of it. Uh, so certainly there's investors that just aren't aware of this. And so, you know, part of my job is just to get the word out, let them know that this uh, option exists and uh, and just uh, sort of try and educate them to, to, to let them know that they do have more options than the usual Wall Street and stocks, bonds, and, and, and precious metals uh, investments.
0: And of course, if you're interested in putting together this type of an investment where you go to your friends, family, acquaintances, and aggregate capital to do bigger deals, then uh, the next Secrets of Successful Syndication uh, events can take place early next year. And uh, you always do such a good job at that. We'll look forward to seeing you there. I'm looking forward to being there. It's always fun. And then I guess third, and uh, certainly not least, uh, of course, back on the Investor Summit at Sea, uh, coming with your family. And this is going to be... Be a great, great event. The summit is just amazing. This is, how many summits for you?
4: You know, I've lost track. I think this is my ninth summit. Uh, so it's just, it gets better and better every year and uh, I just, uh, it's just, I look forward to it every year. It's just a lot of fun and you meet some really incredible people and obviously the faculty is always great to to, to get to know.
0: Now, if somebody has a question or wants to get a hold of you and uh, find out what you guys uh, can do to help people out at Premier Law Group, how would they do that?
4: The easiest way is just to go on the website. It's www.premierlawgroup.net and there's some contact information there. Just shoot me an email and would love to uh, help out however I can. All right. Don the Real Estate
0: Guys sent you. Thanks, Maurice We'll see you next time. Thanks, Robert. You're tuned to the Real Estate Guys radio program. More when we come back. I'm your host,
3: Robert Helms. Real estate investment advice right in your mailbox. Sign up for the free Real Estate Guys newsletter at estate. StateGuysRadio.com.
0: Live where you want to live, but invest where the numbers make sense. Even better, invest where you have a solid team to support you. We've been hearing great things about Memphis, Tennessee, and Terry Kerr from South Home Buyers. Since 2002, Terry and his team have been delivering turnkey rental property solutions ideal for out-of-area real estate investors. So, if you're looking for affordable, trouble-free turnkey investment property, call Terry. Use our resource hotline at 888 888- 510-6838 extension 118 that's 888-510-6838 extension 118 or find them in the resources area of our website at realestateguysradio.com
1: hi this is patrick Donahoe of paradigm life over the last few years, I've had the privilege of sharing the services of Paradigm Life with you loyal Real Estate Guys Radio listeners through our website, www.beerbank.com and also on the annual Investor Summit at Sea. Subsequently, we have seen a variety of financial situations across the socioeconomic spectrum and how everyone, regardless of their situation, would improve their financial lives by following the system we specialize in. As a result of this experience, we have created an online e-learning system so anyone without obligation can learn about the infinite banking concept. This free e-learning program is found on our website, www.beerbank.com. So check it out today. The website again is www.beerbank.com.
0: Hi, this is Lawrence Yeun, Chief Economist with National Association of Realtors, and you are listening to The Real Estate Guys. Welcome back to The Real Estate Guys radio program, the number one downloader podcast on real estate investing. So glad you tuned in today and great stuff there from Mauricio Raul. We've got more to share with you. Before we do, it is time to play a real estate trivia. Your chance to win a prize by knowing today's real estate trivia question. And it's kind of a different one. You know, after 18 years on the radio, we are really digging deep for Real Estate Trivia. But it's going to be fun. Here's what's going to happen. If you're going to hear the question, you're going to think of the answer, or want to think a guess, send us an email to trivia at radio. Com, trivia at realestateguysradio.com. The first person with the right answer is going to win a copy of The ABCs of Real Estate Investing by our good friend Ken McElroy. He'll tell you everything you need to know to get started in real estate if you're new in real estate. If you are seasoned, you'll probably pick up some tips as well. And of course, Ken McElroy will be joining us on the Investor Summit at Sea in 2015. Check that out on our website. Before we give you this week's real estate trivia question, last week we were talking about property rights and here's our question. Name the largest U.S. city with no formal zoning code. Well, a lot of people in real estate investing know that's Houston, Texas. Houston does not have any kind of separation of land uses, which makes it kind of a free market. But they actually theoretically have uh, some zones and areas and they work with you to develop, but they don't have standard zoning like most places. Now, it's not the only place that's like that. There's some little cities and towns too, but it's a big old market, right? Top 10. Here's our real estate trivia question for this week. Which country produces the most pigs? Which country has the most pigs? And now I will tell you this, this is a hint. It's the most by a lot. It's a big piggy country so one of these <laughs> countries is pork filled and which is it you can guess or if you know send us your answer to trivia at realestateguysradio.com now be sure and include your name and your mailing address because we have to send you ken mcelroy's book the abcs of real estate investing trivia at realestateguysradio.com which country produces the most pigs that's today's Real Estate Trivia Question. We're talking today about the brave new world of real estate and really, you know, the variety of deals have been out there. What's not been out there, as we talked with Mauricio about, was is the access to the deals.
2: Yeah, it's kind of interesting. We attended the crowdfunding conference, I think, last year, and we've been following that space and looking at the development. We've got a friend, Chip Cummings, who's putting together a crowdfunding platform, and there's people out there that are working on creating these places where people can meet. Now, and we have a friend, Peter Schiff, who has a crowdfunding platform. Right. Right. So so people see the opportunity in being matchmakers of getting uh, investors and deals together. And if you really think about it, going all the way back to the origination of the stock markets and these different exchanges, stock exchanges, this is where people would come in and they would sit there with their shares of stock, going, "I've got this, I've got this," and somebody say, "Well, I want that, I want that," and they would trade. I used to play a board game when I was a kid called Pit. Did you ever play that? Was no, a- I remember Pit, but I never played. Oh, it. Oh, it was a great game. So it was, you were a commodities trader, and you corn, barley, wheat, and you're you know, and you're, you're out there, and you're you're trying to corner the market, and so you're just it's just a scream fest. You're screaming. Corn, 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 corn. Somebody has corn. Barley, barley, barley. Okay, have you a barley for a corn? And whoever can do it, you know, wins and then they corner the market. So it's very exciting. But the concept of getting buyer and seller together has been something going all the way back to the old bazaars and flea markets and things that happened, you know, in ancient times to these electronic exchanges. Well, Part of this whole thing with crowdfunding means now that the government is still wanting to have some, at least the U.S. government, is wanting to have some degree of oversight to make sure that people aren't being abused in these systems. Why they don't focus their time on Wall Street where all of the abuse is already happening, I don't know. Different discussion. You do know. You just don't want to say. (laughs) But, but, But the landscape, a brave new world means that the landscape is changing and it's extremely exciting. Because these new exchanges are going to be coming online and people are going to be able, literally, they're going to be able to put up their deal and they're going to be able, and investors who are in the registry are going to be able to go look at the deal and go, hey, I want to put my money in that deal. And they can do that. And all the documentation, everything they need is going to be there. I think there's a huge opportunity to add some educational components there. It's something we've been talking about doing. There's just a lot of exciting things that are happening right now in the real estate space for people who, you know, if you're a real estate investor out there and you know how to make money with real estate and the only thing holding you back has been having money. And so now we've talked all the time about syndication, and when we talk to syndication students, one of the things that holds them back is figuring out how to connect with other investors. Now, of course, we get them through that because it's really not as hard as it seems, but just imagine how much more efficient it's going to be when there are these electronic platforms. Well, absolutely, and just from the
0: investor's viewpoint, I've got more things I can look at, you know, as we were talking about the Mauricio, but here's the challenge. It's still really early. It's in its infancy. There's a lot of moving parts. So many people, I'm going to guess, are going to say, you know, I'm going to wait and see where the chips may lay. And that's probably a smart idea. There's so many platforms that are in formation, that are out there, that aren't yet vetted. However, the point of this show is not to say, great, let's jump in. It's to know it's coming. Because if you know it's coming, it means there's a big substantial change in the real estate investment The
2: other thing is, is when flows of capital open up and you know that they're coming, And you can get in front of that flow of capital. It creates a swell, a wave that you can ride. And so if you choose to wait, you're just a little bit later to the party. Now, I'm not saying that you should jump onto every crowdfunding platform and start going. I'm saying start understanding, especially if if you are a investor, is that right now deals are more plentiful than they've been because the connection of dollars to deals isn't as efficient as it's going to be. When it gets more efficient, those deals will be harder for you to get into. If I'm you and I have capital to deploy, I want to find a way right now, crowdfunding platform or not, to find private placements, to find people that are putting together deals, a guy who knows how to buy an apartment building and flip it, a guy who knows how to go build a little infill project, who knows how to create some unique aspect of real estate, somebody proven who knows how to make money in some aspect of real estate, and the only thing holding them back from doing more is money, you can put your money to work and help that person, and those people today can reach out to you. You don't have to have known them for six months and all these other things that used to exist. And so it begs the question, where where do you find these folks? Right. And where are these people? I mean, think about it.
0: You have to go to where the opportunity is. Even today, even with all these technological advances, no one's coming to your house, knocking on your door, and saying, hey, do you want to invest in my deal? Or hey, here's a great opportunity. That's not happening. So you have to go to where the right people are.
2: Yeah. And so, you know, what Robert and I do is we go to trade shows. We've gone to trade shows since forever. We go to investment conferences. If you've been a long time listener, you know that. We get a lot of great interviews there. We get a lot of great ideas there. But we meet a lot of people. And one of the things we're noticing as we go to these investment conferences is more and more people who are offering private placements are starting to show up there. So if I'm an investor and I'm looking for deals... I can go. It's almost like speed dating. I can go to one of these conferences and I'm, these people are beginning to be there and it's a great way to meet them and find out what they're offering. They weren't there before. Yes, it's not as convenient as sitting in your crib with your diaper on with your trade, you know, crowdfunding app and just picking out what you want. That's coming, but we're not there yet, but the deals are there. Those people didn't used to be in the booths. Those people were not part of the shows because the law prohibited them from doing that. That changed in the fourth quarter of last year and it's just just now, starting to begin to happen. It's very, very exciting. On the flip side, if I am somebody who has deals, I probably want to be one of those guys in those booths. I just need to work with my attorney and figure out how to make sure I have my offering documents and I'm really ready to to offer people the opportunity to get into my deal. But that's another opportunity. So whichever side of the fence you're on, it doesn't matter. The point is, the world has changed about a year ago. And it's just now the change is beginning to hit the streets. That's what we're seeing from our vantage point. We want you to be aware of it as our listeners, because we know you're a podcast listener, right? You're a radio listener you're not in the real world right now. You're in this virtual world that we share together, but we always are either creating environments or going to environments where we get to interact with people in the real world, because that's where the relationships get built. That's where the deals get done. That's where all the money gets made. And we encourage you to come out and be a part of that with us anytime you get a chance.
0: Well, as you mentioned, Mauricio is going to be uh, with us at the New Orleans Investment Conference. That's going to be an interesting conference because it's not just real estate. And of course, all of this we're talking about, crowdfunding and accredited investing is not just real estate, but everyone in the space is excited about real estate because the numbers are big and the distribution model isn't as efficient as other ones are so this is a good chance for that maybe to happen and uh, then of course we're also going to have our syndication event where we really focus on people that are looking to be that fund manager that person putting together deals and so forth but but think about as an investor you got your first property You got your second property. You were building up assets, but you were also building up experience, and you were also figuring out where your investor personality is. You have to look at a lot of properties to understand the property game. Right? How do you understand the private placement game? You look at a lot of private placements. That's up right. until now, you haven't been able to, right? As we were talking about Mauricio, you know, Rich Dad's Guide to Investing is all about the investments that are available to everyone and the ones available to a select few, the accredited investors. This is going to open up not only better variety for accredited investors, but ultimately better variety for non-accredited investors and
2: looking at deals is a great way to understand deals. I, I'm just, I, I really believe when we look back in history in the real estate investing business, this is going to be a season that we all have a chance to participate in where there's going to be all kinds of deals done, but they're not going to be done the way deals used to get done in real estate. That'll still be happening, but we have money coming into the space right now. Investors have an appetite. You know, you've got cash flow investors out there that are starving for yield. They can't buy savings accounts. They can't buy bonds because those things just don't produce any income. You have even hedge funds have come into the real estate space because they see the opportunity. Ever since Warren Buffett says, hey, I'd buy 200,000 know, if I could, and that brings up a whole different thing. Do you think Warren Buffett could buy 200,000 houses? Absolutely. Certainly he certainly got the buy money, right? so the, It wasn't because of the money he couldn't do it. He couldn't figure out the mechanics of doing it because you can't buy big. The opportunity for little investors... I mean, if you're an investor and you've got, you know, a few hundred thousand dollars or 50 or $80,000 or, you know, maybe a million dollars or whatever, you're not going to be able to go get involved in something really, really big that's efficient. Because when you get these big funds, I mean, just getting a company through a public registration costs like half a million dollars. There's a scale and there's so many layers of salespeople between you and the actual investment. One of the advantages of private placement is you get a lot closer to the actual operator the person who's making the money. It's, it's like being an insider. And it's, if you have any, you know, real estate savvy at all, you can look at the deal and know whether it makes sense. How many people in the stock market invest in names and brands and companies? They have no real understanding of what the model is and they have no personal relationship or even any depth of knowledge about the management team or their skills or ability. And they certainly don't understand how the company makes money, right? And so, with a private placement type concept you're a lot closer you're dealing directly with the people and again to your point the way how do you get to do that you talk to a lot of different people you interview a lot of people i mean it's like anything else in life you know you shop around and the opportunity to do that is about to open up for you and it's so very very exciting i saw a great
0: presentation the other day that was about an hour and a half on a specific
2: opportunity a private
0: placement right cuz i'm on those lists and i know folks and i'm listening yeah. to the presentation and the guy did a great thing he said all right Now, whether this is an investment for you, that's completely up to you. But how many of you in the room feel as though you know as much or more about this investment than you do about anything you have in your portfolio? And almost all the hands went up. People in the room had invested hundreds of thousands, tens of thousands, or just thousands of dollars into deals that they did not understand as much as this deal in an hour and a half. So people are not armed with all the information to invest. They are in their cribs clicking. This is going to raise the bar for the ability for people to vet deals and to learn about deals and through technology and through education. And that's exciting. Doesn't mean everybody will. Not everyone's going to read the books and we're just going to claim they have, but uh, but cool stuff. we got lots more to talk about. You're tuned to the Real Estate Guys radio program. I'm Robert Helms. Stay with us. Need help with your
3: real estate investment portfolio? Check out the resources page at realestateguysradio.com.
1: Hi, I'm Mark Victor Hans. You're listening to The Real Estate Guys. If you want to expand your consciousness, expand your wealth, expand your future, and have more delight and excite in your future than in your past, keep listening
5: to The Real Estate
0: Guys. Welcome back to the Real Estate Guys radio program. Thanks for listening to the program today and tell a friend about the Real Estate Guys. We're talking about the new world of opportunities and it is a brave new world, but so many exciting things are happening. And uh, you know, it's like the whole thing about if you're going to be good at anything, you have to focus on it, right? Where energy focuses, that's when things happen. And so as a real estate investor, you got to pay attention to what's going on. You got to get out there and you got to see the world.
2: Yeah, I mean, in We feel like we have a role in the food chain, if you will, because we spend a lot of time going out and doing the preliminary research and doing the interviews and watching trends and then coming back and reporting that to you and commenting on that and bringing in interesting personalities. But that's the beginning for you. Really, ultimately, I think as a listener out there, if you're serious, and I hope you are, right? If you're dedicating your time to listen to a show like this, I hope you're serious. You're going to need to get out and you're going to need to meet people and begin to network because I don't care. The telephone did not replace salespeople. You know, the internet does not replace conventions. I mean, yes, you can distribute a lot of information faster. We're new media guys. We get it, right? We're old media guys. We're new media guys. It's great. It's fabulous. But that didn't mean we stopped going to seminars or we stopped doing conferences or we stop meeting with people belly to belly, they all have a role in a diversified portfolio of education and experience, right? And so I'm just going to make a personal appeal, encourage you guys, if you have not come out to an event, not our, I mean, even if it's not our event, I don't care. I mean, we're going to be at the New Orleans Investment Conference, right? Mauricio is going to be there. I mean, that's not our event, but we're going and we're going to have a part there and we're excited about that. We were just at
0: the Tom Hopkins sales event, not our event, but Tommy's an amazing guy and was that... A beneficial event for us.
2: Oh, it's a great event. And I mean, we promote these events because you know, a, we like to go, and b, we want to interact with as many people as we can, and you know, you, that's where the thought leaders go. All the people who are the most serious. You know, get out of the house, and they get on a plane, and they spend the money, and they go. And so, when you're there, you're networking not with a bunch of schmoes at the free seminar in your neighborhood, but you're you're going to a place where where the upper echelon, the, t- the higher level people go, and that's where the best ideas are.
0: This is such an important concept. Let me let me share a story that has nothing to do with real estate. When I was in college radio, one of the things I did was work with local bands trying to get signed, and it was so frustrating for them. And you'll see the parallel here in a minute, because they couldn't send in their demo tapes to record labels. Why? Because the law and most attorneys would say they couldn't accept unsolicited material because then they were at some risk of saying, well, wait a minute, I sent my song to you and then some other guy released a song that sounded the same, right? If they just didn't accept any unsolicited material, they couldn't be in that issue. So then if I'm a songwriter or if I'm a singer, how can I get, just like an investor, Mm -hmm. how can I get? Well, what would happen is we would go to these conferences and in this conference, I'm never forget, I sat in a conference of A&R people, artists and repertoire, the people who are responsible for signing acts, and a young guy gets up and says, you know, I just have to ask that, you know, it's so frustrating for us because we have our demo tapes and we have our music, and you guys are in the business of finding new music, and I can't get to you, and she said, what do you mean you can't get to me? I'm sitting right in front of you. After this panel, I'm happy to sit and talk to you. This is different than an
2: unsolicited – we're talking about this. Here I am. That's a great parallel. I had no idea that that business worked that way, but that's exactly the point that I'm trying to make. And I see people – I mean I get all the ask the guys questions that come in, right? I monitor all the show's email. And we get so many questions. People how do I get started? How do I get started? How do I get started? It's like get out, get out and start networking. And it's amazing how fast you are one relationship away from changing your life. I'm sitting in this co-host chair because I heard an ad on the radio inviting me to go to a seminar and I went and I sat in that seminar and I met Robert Helms speaking. And then I started taking incremental steps to get into a relationship and here I am. And that's If it can happen to me, folks, I'm telling you, it can happen to you, but it doesn't happen if you don't get out. And I'm sorry if that sounds like a hard sell, but I mean, it literally going to events, going to seminars, going to conferences has changed my life personally. I know what it's done for the real estate guy's business and what we do. And and the thing is, not only, i don't not talking about just making money. I mean, that's great. I'm talking about being rich and I'm not talking about being financially rich. I'm talking about being rich experiences, relationships, wisdom, memories, bonds with people. we have friends all over this world. I mean, I feel like you could drop me off in almost any country and I could probably find somebody that would take me in, show me around and meet, introduce me to everybody I need to know. That is a great feeling. And the only way you can begin to create that for yourself is to get out and go where the people are. So I'm just encouraging you right now, wherever you are, whatever you're doing go on the realestateguysradio.com website, click on events, look at the stuff that's there, pick something and go. Absolutely. You know, the world
0: is like that. Relationships are made one person at a time, belly to belly. People ask, how is it that you have such amazing relationships? It's because we go to where the people are and we meet them and we hang around. And you know what? It doesn't always work out. But I'll tell you what, opportunity needs preparedness and good things happen, right? Luck is just being better prepared than the next guy. Anyway, lots of opportunities today. We're certainly going to keep you apprised of what's going on in the crowdfunding and in the platforms and the ability for people, to, ordinary people to have extraordinary opportunities and all that kind of stuff. That's kind of our mission here at The Real Estate Guys. And next week on the show, we've got another great show for you. We've got some good interviews coming up with a variety of real estate folks. And you're going to love the next few months of The Real Estate Guys radio program. Until then, go out and make some equity
3: happened this episode of the real estate guys radio show is brought to you by paradigm life powerful cash management strategies using life insurance learn more at beyourbank.com mid-south home buyers low-cost turnkey cash flow properties in memphis tennessee corporate direct asset protection strategies for real estate investors from attorney and rich dad advisor garrett sutton